Coming to you from Podcast Detroit, it's Heard, your food, beverage, and hospitality podcast. Heard is a collaboration between the Hungry Dudes, Nick Drinks, and the Detroit Optimist Society. Each week, we interview industry professionals about issues related to food, beverage, and hospitality. Please take a moment to subscribe to Heard through the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, SoundCloud, or however you subscribe to your podcasts. Write a review and let us know what you think. For additional content, including awesome videos and photos, visit HerdPodcast.com, like Herd Podcast on Facebook, and follow at Herd Podcast on Instagram. We appreciate your support and hope you enjoy this week's episode of Herd. Hello, friends, and welcome to Herd, your food, beverage, and hospitality podcast. I'm Joe Hakeem, and tonight I'm joined by Jason. Woo! Get better, Ric Flair. Quick prayer for Ric Flair. Vato. <laughs> Nick. Nick. Hello. <laughs> What's going on? And our special guest, the creator and host of A Drink With, Hillary Sachuk. Hi, Hi, guys. Hillary. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks Good. for having me. Thanks for being with us. So I've noticed a f- couple episodes of your show. Uh, you start with your guest. You ask them what what kind of drink you talk about. What drink you're having, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, if you can believe this, we have. Uh, uh, I've never had a Bloody Mary, <laughs> and so we have uh, a Bloody Mary mix in the house by Stout. Uh, this is a local brand, Nick. Yep, the local guys are based out of Michigan and Chicago. I guess Detroit and Chicago. And then we have uh, a brand of vodka called Gypsy. Yep, they're also uh, Michigan-based. Michigan-based. Okay, so uh, I have a, a, a dolled-up uh, Bloody Mary with um, all kinds of garnishes. Um, Nick really uh, went all out here. Um, celery, uh, green onion, pickled vegetables, dill, lemon. And Something. it was ri- it was rimmed too. That, that sounds that sounds salt, suspect. <laughs> chili powder, and uh, fresh ground cumin. All right, I'm digging it. So, yeah. all right. So, what is the proper way to go at go at this thing? Do I just take the straw? Do I squeeze the lemon in? What do I do? The great thing about Bloody Mary is it's however you like it. So, you'll notice around town they'll do like Bloody Mary bars. Yeah, I mean, have you are you familiar with that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Vaguely. So they'll like put out all the condiments and you basically make your own. So that's the great thing. There's no real recipe. Well, there is an official recipe based on the, the bartender's guild, but for the most part, you make it however you like it. So if you want it to be more sour, you squeeze that lemon in. If you want to, you know, drink off the rim. If you want to, don't drink off the rim. If you want to use a straw, go to town. All right. So, I'm so gonna why don't you start with the straw? Yeah, I'm going to drink it straight the way you Hold made on. it. Right? Should, I, should I photograph this? This should be like there should be proof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Show your kids. All right. Ready? Where is Here the cheeseburger garnish? Is what I want to know. That's what I was wondering. Where's we'll the cheeseburger yeah. garnish? Oh, microphone's blocking it. Uh oh. Here. That's great. Oh my god, that's so good. Yeah, work it, Joe. Work it. Work it. <laughs> We're talking about rimming and working and sucking. <laughs> you know, this is this is devo- I'm, Hillary. I apologize. Um, We're normally a very clean podcast. <laughs> um, mm, this okay, is good. it's very good. Yeah, I, I like how spicy it is. So, is it, what gives it the? the so kick? they are horseradish is the third ingredient. So I actually met these guys at lunch, and it is water, tomato paste, and horseradish. Then uh, Wor- wow. Worcestershire, Worcestershire, Worcestershire. Um, so yeah, so the guys make it, um, and they uh, it was kind of like a alternative to you know either making your own which can be kind of costly in a bar setting um or just more simplistic so it's good i, I really enjoy it i and like it i'm not a fan of 
heavy tomato based uh, thing. So for me, that horseradish really gives it, it a kick. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I thought Gypsy was Michigan based, but Vato might be to better me. with bourbon though. Vato said this is, is that uh, a thing. So it's made in Aurora, uh, Colorado. So mm, maybe far. the guys are just from Michigan. N- it's a Michigan rip. brand. Michigan, Michigan brand. brand. What does that mean? I'm just guessing. They sell it in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, Gypsy. The Michigan. brand was incorporated in Michigan. Yeah, non distiller producer. That's I just guessing here. So, uh, Hillary, so, you know, the Bloody Mary here, and I, I notice that your guests, uh, do they choose their drinks most of the time, or is it something that you kind of like, say, you're drinking this? No, I always want to drink whatever they want to drink, so I just give it, it's all in their control. So I've had, like, vodka on the rocks at 10 a.m. in the morning. It's really just, like, a way to connect with people. I'm up for trying anything, so I let them choose, um, and it's just, a, I like to try new things, so... Um, they, yeah, I've had some bourbon, some scotch, um, those first couple of sips are super strong and then, you know, then it's a great time. (laughs) So is the scotch the one that threw you for the loop the most or was there one that someone just kind of really, um, I'm probably going to botch saying the name is it lafroig oh yeah yeah that's some like manly scotch <laughs> i drink that with sterling k brown from... my girlfriend would disagree but i know <laughs> i know i'm so bad at that <laughs> um sterling k brown is from this is us and the people versus oj he played like christopher darden um and he wanted that's his drink of choice and i then i asked them i'm like so why is this your drink of choice and he said that um before one of his first plays on like maybe Broadway I'm not sure some big play they like celebrated with that bottle after so I love hearing like a little story behind why it's their favorite drink and that one I did like not feel the greatest after (laughs) it's not that I drank too much but it was just strong Mm -hmm. we don't have any stories about our drinks we just it's just whatever appeared when we that's fun too though whatever the the day whatever whatever somebody brings well look at this so this one today has a little bit of a story yeah Yeah, we've done the sugar house single barrels your story is you had lunch with this person no No, no, joe never had it that's a story but like how it came to be like i had lunch with this guy (laughs) we met randomly on a corner and he's like hey i have bloody mary mix (laughs) (laughs) you're like let me go find this michigan uh colorado unquote michigan colorado i love when bloody mary's have that like grit and like a little like the crunch of the like I'll alternate between the straw sure. and oh. sipping out of the side of it. Um, so I'm surprised. This is one of my favorite drinks. So you guys nailed it. Nice. Mine was only nice. rimmed on one half, so that's why I didn't realize at first. I put the ice cubes yeah, in. Yeah, isn't that normal? I don't know. Just like, I, so you can, if you want it or if you don't want it. Yeah, I, I guess. I'm not sure. It's very hospitable of you. That's what fancy bars do. I don't know where Jason's from. What made you go with the, uh, <laughs> so you went with cauliflower, carrot, and... Pearl onions? Is that what's on there? So I went into the grocery store next to my house, and I grabbed anything that looked good. This was all purchased at about 6 o'clock, and we recorded at about, what, 7.10? Yep. So, yeah. Wow. You had Where is the, like, um, the salt rim job from? Oh, <laughs> salt uh, rim job. <laughs> all right. Okay. That's Nick's, ki- Nick's kitchen. So That came out wrong. So um, There's really no way to say that, really. Um, it's not, it, it looks like this. I almost got skewered in the eye. Is uh, it like a specialty one? Or? No, this no, was, no. I just grabbed stuff out of my spice cabinet. All, all of them. Oh, I had wow. Mm-hmm. Look at but, you. but I almost had you bring Junior Murano stuff. Did you buy some when we went to the taco place? No, I wasn't with you. No, you were. <laughs> that's, with another, <laughs> that's another joke. That. No, from another uh, joke. Uh, what's uh, this place? M? Liquid Chef. He's at, uh, oh, what's the name of his taco place? M? Is that M? Cantina? Maybe. Yeah, potentially. Dearborn? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a potentially. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 50% chance it's in. Free Press just wrote about him. So 
One comment, Nick, for your Bloody Mary Please. is that the, the skewer, as I went for the rim job, <laughs> almost, I almost Poked got skewered in, in my eye Poked as I was eye. going for the rim job. Yep. I almost got skewered in my eye. Wow. I thought of that after I skewered. I'm like, maybe yeah. the pointy end should be in the I drink. I think that would probably be a good not at eye Not level. hospitable of you. <laughs> yes. You guys are edgy. Yeah. So, it's very, so, Brit. So, so, Hillary, let's talk about the, uh, the inspiration or story behind a drink with. How did it come to be? Yeah, so I went to school for broadcast journalism. I wanted to be a sports reporter. Um, I thought it, it was fun, and I love just like live events and and sports. And um, I graduated and never got a job after college in reporting. Can we ask your home your alma mater? Um, I went to Michigan State. Yes. So go, go green. green. Yes, for two years, and then I transferred to Oakland University. So I'm half Spartan, half That's Grizzly, okay. but still have green blood. <laughs> um, and then I moved to Chicago. I graduated in 2009, and like a lot of people, they moved to Chicago, and I took a sales job just so I could live there. Um, and then I kept – I wanted to start something on my own, and I quickly realized like those types of conversations on the sidelines and in the locker rooms, they weren't very meaningful. Like they weren't very deep, and I enjoy like relationship building and like just having meaningful conversations. Um, so I quickly realized that maybe sports reporting just wasn't for me. Um, plus, you know, on – all the other sports reporters on their night off, they were watching whatever game was on TV, and I was watching like The Bachelorette. So <laughs> I didn't live and breathe sports. Um, but I, you had a passion. If I was you a fan. To to yeah, I was a fan. Mm-hmm. More, I you know, I wanted to have have a beer in my hand and watching the game. <laughs> um, so then I kept saying I want to have a, I could have a drink with this person, a drink with, and then it took one of like my high school guy friends to say like, just you should just call it a drink with. Like, ding. Okay, yeah, and then I saw like. I saw it was, I was, it was more than just like a hobby and something to do um, to get to a career. I realized I could build a business and a brand. And it's not – the show is not a drink with Hillary. It's really um, about like the conversations that happen over a drink, the, the relationships that are formed. You celebrate over a drink. You, um, you just really connect with people over a drink. So the brand is – it's bigger than just me, and I'm doing some. Of, I'm doing most of the interviews now, but other people are coming on board. And like the goal is to for it to be a national publication that lives on, you know, beyond just me. So uh, the vision involved in creating something like this is pretty impressive. So like, how how did even, like you say like your your friend you know the light went off, but like you've, you've interviewed to, or on whatever I don't know maybe the Ding. off <laughs> off of journal of the the sports journalism something on happened. For the, <laughs> Because so, uh, you've interviewed like Dan Gilbert, Adam Richman, Rick Bayless, Richard Branson, Weird Al, Damn. Matt Bellisai, like Chromio is one of my favorite bands. Like the, uh, this list of celebrities is extensive and like all over the place in terms of like their in, right you know, their so many leaders. like entrepreneurs and like artists, athletes. It's really anyone that has an inspiring success story. Or anyone who's like, I would want to have a drink with that guy. Like, I'll talk to them because um, I think you can like just learn from any anyone um, that's following their dreams. But it's been five and a half, almost six years. Wow. So you know, we didn't hit you know start off with the Richard Bransons and the John Legends. Um, it it was you know showing up at parties and events where there was someone there that I thought was interesting in Chicago, and hey, I'm gonna start this website and just I don't know if it was like a Midwest thing, but. People said yes, and like I'm so appreciative. Like anyone in the beginning, where I'm like, I'm going to start this thing that met with me and gave me their time, and then it just one small thing just led to the next, to the next, and then you get a little lucky break. Like I think we got Jeremy Piven because he's a Chicagoan, and Jenny McCarthy, 
Juliana and Bill. And then people are like, oh, yeah, I want to be on it. Like, oh, you didn't a couple of weeks ago. And now that Bill and Juliana are, okay, I see you. But, yeah, I still want to talk to you. Um, so it's, you know, just one thing. Lots of, a lot of no's along the way. Um, you know, for every fun yes, there's a thousand no's. I think that is part of it is just having the courage to ask. Oh, because yeah. Because we've, for the most part, no one's really turned us down when we've asked for people. And we've gotten some, some decent names as well. I think if you can just kind of you know be confident in your project, be able to explain it concisely, I think people get it. It's so co- everyone says it, but honestly, if you shoot, we shoot for the stars, mm-hmm. and if then if you fall short of that, it's still a good place. Sure. But you know, we the first like month we sent a press request to Jerry Seinfeld, and which this still cracks me up today because his publicist said Jerry. Um, personally declined so we're like keep her okay (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if that's like a ouch but also kind of cool um so i honestly a no is still like a mini win Mm -hmm. for it's a response because it's a response and now when i follow up next year i know the exact person to talk to and it's like oh remember me maybe they might feel bad that they said no um, so I will take a no any day over no response. Jerry says a lot of no's, but he doesn't personally say no to everybody. <laughs> you should so feel special. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious, but backing up just a little bit, but like how long did you spend when you graduated? Like what was the duration of your sort of still dream of being a sports journalist before you're talking about you moved to Chicago and took a mm-hmm. sales job because you because it didn't pan out. But what what was sort of that looking like? It was like about two years where I was at that sales job and I was sending out demo tapes um, after work on the weekends all over the U.S. to small towns. It's about two and a half years, I'd say. Yeah. And then three years in, a drink was started. Actually, maybe even less because I, I only had that sales job for three years. And for part of that job, I was doing a drink with on my lunch breaks and after work and weekends what kind of sales um oh my gosh um it was an association management company smith buckland i was selling selling booth space spaces at trade shows and conventions and i had all these healthcare clients so it was like cold calling um i had the national association of orthopedic nurses so i had to call like products that would want to sell at Mm -hmm. that conference and Talk about like trying to sell something you're not like, thank God for that job because now I'm selling brand partnerships and sponsorships. And for three years, I learned those skills. It's painful. Yep. And that now it doesn't feel like selling when it's like the stars align and it's like something you're passionate about. So hmm. that was painful. Cold calling. My boss said I had to make 100 a day. I made like 13. <gasps> Whoa. 100 a day. Yeah, I remember I would like have like, I would check it out, like write like one, two, and like write a, like, a line. 13 a day I would make. Painful. So, so something interesting about me is back – I used to collect taxes and I used to do the same cold calling for, oh. for at the county level. And um, they, they told me it was like – I think our goal was 30 or 40 a day, which would have been five an hour, which is incredibly draining too. Draining – you're selling something. I'm collecting. Like it was the worst type of – you know, like uh, when you're talking to someone like, oh, you owe us money. Like, Well, I'm not paying you. It's like, okay. <laughs> So is that a call then? Check. I'm not yeah. paying you. Okay, yeah. check. Yeah, yeah, and put notes. Not yeah. paying us. Okay, I'll, I'll add to that. In high school, I was paying a telemarketer, telemarketer, and we get the Glen Gary leads, and then those are great. <laughs> and then when we didn't have that, we literally had phone books, yep. and it was like, "Hi, I'm blah blah blah, calling from blah blah blah." You know, I'm trying to get you to 
Oh, this is the worst. The worst. You know, I took thing. that sales job because I used to work for John Witz, who does Arts Beats and Eats. That was my summer job, and he told me, "I was like, John, what do I do? I have this opportunity." He said, "You can all the learning the um, sales skills is something you can apply for the rest of sure. your life because sometimes you're like trying to sell yourself." And I, I said, "You know what? That makes sense. So I'm going to take that job, and it's something like I don't know, just." I think it's a good experience. I think everyone needs just like retail. I think everyone needs sales, you know. And technically, we're all in sales, you know. All of us, even even you, I feel like you got a little bit of sales in you. You think so? Yeah. What am I selling? Life. Life. <laughs> selling life. <laughs> Health and safety. Oh yes, you're selling safety. Don't do Stop that. Stop being an asshole. <laughs> Don't do that, or you're going to jail. <laughs> so, who was your first interview with? Do you remember? It was. Oh my gosh. Um, there was two because I get I actually get it confused which was the first one we published and which was the first one I actually did but um, Ed Swiderski from The Bachelorette Ooh. I don't know if you remember him but he was a big Chicago like star at the time and I remember I found his email online he's like yeah I'll do it like, oh my god <laughs> um, and he was an MSU guy um, and then an, an, a local entrepreneur Jessica Zweig um, who had this website Cheeky, Cheeky Chicago and uh, I remember I went, that's one of the ones I went to a party and it was like their three year anniversary party and hi, I'm Hillary. Can I interview you? <laughs> and she said, yes. So now, now we're friends. That's the best part. Honestly, no matter what happens with this thing, with the drink with, I'm making like relationships and friends that are going to like last a lifetime and I'm learning and I'm having like great conversations with people. So on like bad days, I just try to remind myself like, if nothing happens, you're still like having a good time and learning. So, so take a problem to have. Yeah. Like, th- so the, the, from the beginning to now, like in terms of production, right? So, what were you doing at the beginning? Going to a party and kind of like with a recorder and. So I would never um, do interviews just like on the fly. I would just go there just to like get their contact information and introduce myself. And then I would record on a, re- a recorder and we'd have a photographer take candid shots of the conversation. Um, and then we start, I started recording on voice memos, which I actually still do on my iPhone. Um, if we don't do video, I well, I'm a dork and I have like all these gadgets because I'm nervous like something's going to br- break during like the best like story <laughs> um so i do voice memo and then like an old school recorder and then a photographer takes candid shots of the conversation and now we have video which take like mm-hmm. takes it's interesting because i started this and i wanted it to be as if the cameras weren't there i wanted to capture these intimate conversations um that's why i started i wanted to get i didn't want it to be like traditional media i thought that people were like talking in sound bites and giving their perfect press responses Want to capture like what how they would talk to a friend about a project, um, so as our production gets bigger and now they're like we need lights and I'm like no, no the lights are like you know oh, I won't turn the lights oh. down it's like I'm talking weird now so they're probably like going to put on a show um, so that's been an interesting balance as we get m- more cameras around us um, to still keep it that intimate feel. So who's pressing for that? Like where is what who's coming our video, from that direction? Our video production team. And just with like video now, although there are certain things like you can take videos on an iPhone and publish it, but um, our video production team wants more lights. How many cameras? Oh, too many. Like four or five. Four, yeah. Um, so that's something where we, I want to like really bring our photographs to life. I like we take pride in our um, the look and feel of our website with this like f- like we want our readers and viewers to feel like they're a fly in the wall um, of this intimate conversation and 
I want the video to kind of be as if the photos are coming to life. My nightmare is for it to seem like an interview. I don't want it to look like an interview. So, and I was, I've been impressed with and watching uh, some of the interviews, how natural it all seems. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. That's what I'm yeah, and, and that, that was actually my question because I, I know the kind of, uh, I don't know, the kind of pomp and circumstance that goes into, you know, five cameras, lighting equipment, all these things. Um, Even the stuff that we did, which was so lo-fi, was a lot of effort. Yeah, and, and it, there is a level of, like, guardedness that yeah. comes with that. So do you guys have – so it's a drink with – is it more than one drink with? Is it like you guys had two or three before? That's or the, is it- yeah, that's the trick, guys. The drink <laughs> is the big key. Um, no. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's really – sometimes, as you guys know, like with uh, some like bigger celebrities and peop- like more high-profile people that don't have that much time and you're lucky to get 15 minutes, sometimes you just have to jump in and mm-hmm. go deep quickly um so but i always try to start off like kind of uh conversational and like chit chat and then i'm not gonna like give them a hard ball like right out of the gate um but i i do my research so which usually when you're gonna go get a drink with someone you don't necessarily bring a note card with questions and do a bunch of research but i research the heck out of everyone and it's just like kind of like my safety net um and then i try to think of like my first couple of questions, make sure they're like really good. And then I really try to just listen and let the conversation go wherever it may go. Um, but I think people just like, as you guys know, appreciate when pe- someone has done their research They're like, Oh wow. You knew like, like that means a lot to the talent. Um, and I think that honestly gets people to open up a little more and feel relaxed and comfortable. And they like, Oh, this, host or interviewer knows like they pay are paying attention to my work in terms of um popularity and uh, and what you're moving towards it, are the videos vastly more popular than the because you were writing before right so it's it was like, like a transcribed q a yeah, yeah so is it, are the videos more consumable are you finding uh i <laughs> <laughs> It's like the wild, wild west with content right now. There's like you have to have your Snapchat, your Instagram story, your Instagram post, your Facebook post needs to be 60 minutes. And then Instagram's like people only want to watch for 30 seconds. Well, if it's good, people are going to watch it. So I always struggle with the length of an interview. What is your what is your target? My target is less than 10 minutes. Okay, mm-hmm. But if it's really good and if someone is uh, interested and in, let's say Dan Gilbert, they might watch the 15 mm-hmm. minute version. Right. If you're a you know a huge Chromeo fan, you know maybe you would really want to listen to more. So I don't have a perfect structure. I'm like trying it all. I try to keep it under ten minutes, but then it's kind of ridiculous. You spend so much money on the video production, and you talk for forty five, and then you whittle it down to ten. Like, so that's something I'm still like don't I don't know the answer. And that's interesting because you want you don't I I feel like sometimes there's definitely videos that I've looked at, especially tutorials. But it's just like 45 minutes. Nope, not interested. I want, you know, I think 10 minutes is probably my max that I would put into. And it's still like, even if I click a video, it's like 4.30. I'm like, oh my God, that's like a, like everyone's different. Everyone consumes mm-hmm. content at a different time of the day in a different way. But, you know, then that's why I started a podcast because there's podcast listeners that that's part of their routine on their commute. They want to listen to a long form interview. There is room for long form content out there. 
Um, and But I think you, you need to kind of do it all. You need to provide the long-form option and then also get those little snackables, 30-second, one-minute, different versions so that however, however someone wants to consume it. But that's a lot of work. How do you think – so based off the premise that the, originally you've got these – photographs that really are capturing the intimate nature of these conversations and then you're talking about you know video production and then now you're talking about a podcast like my first question was going to be like where how does the location that you choose Mm -hmm. for each individual person kind of play into that and then obviously as you move to an audio format all of that context disappears you're just listening to thing does that speak to a different person or does that work somehow and yeah so i always um part of the fun is what and like where we're drinking and that's we started in Chicago and it's like we were exploring all the bars and restaurants and going to people's favorite spots and it was just as much of part of the story as like the conversation itself is like where we're drinking and why um so that's a big element um and then that's why I I never really like jumped into a podcast because I thought it took away some of that um but you know, you can do podcasts from anywhere. Right now we're recording at the Detroit Foundation Hotel, but um, we can still go other places. And I'm still bringing a photographer um, to, to shoot it to kind of capture. Um, so you're hoping somebody will go from the podcast and still look to visit the site and consume that Or honestly, content? if someone just does one, that's fine. And then if someone, if there's the reader that likes to, to read it. So I'm still transcribing the conversations. Cool. I'm at the phase where I'm just kind of with the podcast going to try it and just see what sticks. I kind of just jumped in. I committed to doing. Are you doing tw- your own tra- That's transcriptions? That's what I was just about to ask. Um, um, I have a small editorial team and they're transcribing right now. Sometimes I do it because I want to like re-listen to it. Um, but I used to. Yeah. That's horrible. I, I had two interviews that I did. They were what, like an hour and a half long, and I, I couldn't deal with it, so I, I actually hired a court reporter. I gave her the stuff, and she did all the transcriptions for me, and then we broke it into like nine parts and posted it online. Was that reasonable? Like cost-wise? No. It was, just for, <laughs> yeah. it was so expensive. No, I looked into that. No. Nah. <laughs> it was so expensive. I wrote it off on the taxes, but it was so expensive. I mean, it was near a thousand bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I... I've had an interview like, well, Dan Gilbert, we talked for like two hours, um, but usually they're like 45 minutes or under. So even if I hit the 30 minute mark, I'm like, I got to wrap this up or else it's going to be a nightmare to transcribe. It's brutal. It takes me three hours to do like it's a lot easier with one person. I was doing it with like five people plus me. Oh, then you're trying to figure out. You're like, wait, who is that? What voice is that? You're like nightmare, total nightmare because I've done multiple people at once. Um, But if you keep it to 45 minutes, I try not to go over because then it's just too much. Like it's too hard to like whittle it down. Absolutely. So two hours with Dan Gilmer. You think about what that guy probably gets paid hourly. That was probably 20 grand of his time. I, I never thought of it like that. <laughs> probably more than that. I mean, I was, def- yeah, was going to say it's probably more than that. <laughs> yeah. I was definitely grateful for his time, but wow. I never thought of it. Yeah. Del- like, wow. Yeah. I honestly. The opportunity cost of that time right, right. is substantial. Yeah. Theoretically. He, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was in Chicago the last seven years, and I've been reading about Dan Gilbert and Cranes, but I only had read articles, business articles and Cranes, or articles on ESPN um, relating to the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. And I, I did not, you know, I had no idea what he was lo- going to be like in person. So before the interview, I did make sure to see him speak at the auto show. 
um, just because I wanted to see. Um, I also watch interviews too to see how people talk. Like the actor Michael Shannon, um, he takes lots of pauses in between sentences. And usually I would jump in with like another question, but I held myself back because I knew, like, I kind of pay, you kind of have to pay attention to stuff like that. You learned that um, from watching previous interviews. Is that like, yeah, I always make sure to see just incredible. how someone talks. It's great. Um, it? yeah. Because some people do take pauses and then you might miss out on like their final thought or where they were going or hmm. uncomfortable. Like, I don't know. I think sometimes it's uncomfortable when it's silent. I just want to like, what's your favorite color or something? <laughs> Anything <I'm> like can't <laughs> yeah. for the host. You just feel like you have to keep it moving. I try to learn just to like, it's okay. Cause something might bubble up and come up that they might f- feel uncomfortable and say something that you never expected or, um, so I saw him speak live at the auto show. Um, and then he was so nice. I mean, he, introduced himself i had um a student from ccs and oakland university kind of like come and watch and um i don't um there was like maybe six of us on set he introduced himself to everyone like shook their hand oh what are you studying like looked everyone in the eye there are people who come in they don't say hi to anyone they just sit down and do their interview and leave so right away you know you can just tell why how you know that's part of the reason why he is where he is um, because you know he's present mm-hmm. and he's the type of guy that like remembers your name and that means a lot I think and that was at Wright & Co right yeah yeah. so we had uh, what do we have the whiskey um, I haven't heard good things about that place <laughs> uh, I just that, get Jason those... rolling his eyes at me just like <laughs> it's gonna strangle me later we're about to have an uncomfortable silence <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite color Jason blue ride, ride it out ride it out <laughs> I was just checking my phone for the latest update on Ric Flair's condition. That's what I was <laughs> Excuse me. Is, is Ric Flair sick? Yeah. He oh. was put into a med- medically induced coma. Serious? What? Yeah, last night. Do you see he's got a show coming out? Right? I mean, he can't. He cannot expire before November 7th. That, the 30 for 30 is going to be. Right, I'm throwing been, a party. Sorry. They've been pushing the show for a while. Can, can you interview Ric Flair? Can we have a drink with Ric Flair? There's like a wrestling podcast across the way. Can we go jump in? Yeah. I'm, I'm an unreasonably like unreasonably. obsessive uh, pro wrestling fan. So, And Jason's a huge Ric Flair fan. I don't know if he loves pro wrestling as much. Yeah. You might not know about him because he went to the University of Michigan. <laughs> Which he did. Who? Rick? Who? Ric Flair. He did? What? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Man. Oh, look at you, wrestling uh, guy over here. Unreasonable, my ass. <laughs> University of Michigan, baby. <laughs> Go blue. So uh, is there blue. any significance to the um, – you did the series of interviews at the Virgin Hotels, mm-hmm. and now you're at the Detroit Foundation. Is there any significance? To, was it just a money thing, or is it like a – um, like a cachet involved with like these boot, kind of boutique hotel type no, of thing? No, you know, honestly, it was just the only um, – I was on someone else's podcast at the Detroit Foundation Hotel, and then I was like, "Wait a second, this is kind of should I should I start a podcast?" And Amber at the hotel, um, you know, I just we instantly clicked, and I had no intentions of starting a podcast. Um, I just, you know, I, I had been to the apparatus room once for dinner, and um, with so many people coming through d- downtown, it was just one of those things where I said, you know. Let's let's just dive like dive in, and I committed just personally to myself. I'm going to do two interviews a month, hmm. which isn't like you could. Now I'm like I kind of want to do more, so I just like the atmosphere. Um, we're still working with Virgin Hotels. 
um, doing interviews. Um, and now they're going to be opening up in San Francisco, New York, Nashville. Um, so they're like our official hotel partner. And then the, the podcast is just a bonus. Um, just to kind of, honestly, this is my hometown. And I just want to get to start getting to know people again here. Um, I have roots here in the city and it's just a, you know, I want to do the full production here in Detroit and, um, I'm still kind of looking for sponsors for that and to try to set up exactly kind of what we have going on in Chicago here in Detroit so I can go to all the bars and restaurants. Um, but there's never going to be that perfect, like, here's your sponsor and here's Detroit. Like, you know, I guess you got to get on the ground and start drinking with people and start getting to know people. And I'm confident we'll be able to start shooting all around town, um, hopefully in the near future. Do, do you have a, a, a local wish list of people that you're trying to get a hold of? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who's your biggest dream? Maybe they're listening right now. Eminem. Oh. I thought she was going to say Nick. <laughs> she, she has them right now. Well, she's His house is for you. sale. Maybe as, hopefully Wait, mine or Eminem? Eminem. Eminem. Mary Barra mm-hmm. at GM. Um, Big Sean. Um, those are like obviously like the big Detroit names, but there's so Kid many Rock. Kid mm. Rock. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have some whiskey or something. No, you'll have um, some uh, what's the beer? Coors Light. No, uh, the, badass. Yeah, better, yeah. yeah. Still yeah, do, yeah. Does that still happen? I think so. Oh yeah, still, but there's so many just cool like creatives mm-hmm. and entrepreneurs, social entrepreneurs, like yeah. people doing things for the community. Like so many people to talk to. That I'm just. It's not even just like the celebrities. Of course, I have that like you know fun wish list um of like the big detroit names but i feel like a tourist like in my own city rediscovering all everything that's happening downtown we're um gonna have a drink with flint eastwood um which will be pretty cool um in october um and even like i had a drink with dan varner the ceo of um, goodwill today and just learning about how he's like hoping goodwill can like bridge like the downtown revitalization and like the neighborhoods and like communities like even like that conversation was interesting so i hope to like have all different types of conversations it's not all about just you know the new business downtown yeah Yeah. if you can talk to somebody about my car insurance that would be really great as well that's totally a thing though yeah i think that's brutal in the city sorry just i i think that's like on the top like won't that be kind of resolved soon? Hopefully, no. no. no, no. It's a long Absolutely road not. ahead. Absolutely not. It's more in the dialogue, but that's about it. Yeah, I guess like, there's a conversation yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. It'll yeah. be interesting though if that comes up for the mayoral elections. If that'll be, a I think that's point. part of why it's part of the conversation. Oh, because, I want to have a drink with the mayor. For yeah, sure. yeah. Well, Vato. But yeah, that's part of why it's <laughs> part of the conversation because in order to be able to vote for the mayor, you have to live in the city. So a lot of people are keeping their addresses outside of the city to not have to pay the car insurance which is prohibitive so it's like this catch 22 you know sure. so mm-hmm. side note that's that was a book side uh, note no catch 22 <laughs> got it and a movie did they drink rye in that no it's the other catcher book so so i uh, what's your favorite color <laughs> we're gonna use that i think we grape that one down. grape is his favorite color <laughs> So when I used to, many years ago, I used to teach at Wayne State. I taught uh, intro to composition. And I used to teach my students that everyone has the potential and everyone should be thought of as a celebrity in, like, in some way, right? So I feel like you, you have this project in front of you and you, act, you interview actual celebrities. 
but you're now you're coming back. You're coming your home. You know, you're coming to Detroit, and you're going to interview people that aren't celebrities in the same way. How do you make them feel like celebrities? Well, the site never started out as a celebrity entertainment like website. Well, an entertainment website, yes, but it was not like driven by talking to celebrities at all. We want to talk to people who have inspiring success stories. So there's like no difference. It's the same setup for everyone. Like I hope I I everyone who, you know, is on a drink with should feel special. Um I mean, they've been invited, which, you know, is yeah, the invitation itself is. Yeah. So there's every conversation is equally. Sometimes the celebrities honestly aren't as inspiring as you, you would hope. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that that could be. An, have Have you been in the midst of interviews or just like, holy shit, this is not what I expected. I, I really wanted this to be something more, uh, you know. Well, because we can't we have a limited like production budget before we even get like the green we give someone the green light um when we decide as a team um it's already a high pretty high level to like we don't you know take our chances on someone like usually it's someone that's well respected and um you kind of know that they're doing interesting and inspiring things um but during an interview not really i haven't really like was like that would wouldn't that just be horrible if I'm doing this and I wish the conversation was over like as I'm like on camera <laughs> like that. Um, but that becomes then your goal to like wrangle it back and be like, okay, to I've find just, make something. Right. I can find something. I can spot. I can. I'm that interested nugget. in talking. Yeah. yeah. So I'll dig deeper. I will. I will be entertained myself. <laughs> so does that mole on your face bother you? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Did the interview with Gandilber, uh, Dan Gilbert? It went two hours. It just, you just let it roll, or I mean, was did you it? say Gan? Yeah, Dan that's like a new. That's like a Dan new Gilbert. band. You can totally launch a band Gilbert. called Dan Gilbert. I got excited. Dan Gilbert. I was like, I really want to know this. Um, did we just let it roll? Yeah. Uh, we were on like it was like lights on, cameras on the whole time. I could have talked for like five more hours because we only talked. Here I am, like the sports. Want like I used to want to be a sports reporter. I didn't even ask anything about sports. Like we ended, I'm like, <laughs> how do you? I didn't ask one question about sports. I did want to keep it on Detroit, and I, so I don't know, maybe because I was outside of the city for some time. Um, I was fascinated by how he ran his businesses, and I don't know if you guys are like familiar with his isms and his like. Book. I, got, I got two of the books. Okay, so I was mailed a book before the interview, and I had never seen this and there was just a lot of interest I thought interesting isms and um, so I kind of kept it to business and Detroit and I we didn't um, you know there's so many other ways you can take it have you ever done the tour with Bruce I got the tour I didn't I, I had Taylor not Bruce uh, Bruce is great Bruce is great yeah I, the, the tour is awesome you go through underground Detroit I mean if you haven't done it it's like this- so anyone can do that I don't know about what, anyone. What is the okay. tour? Yeah, right. So you start off at the at the old CompuWare building, the Quicken Loans okay. building up there, and then uh, I take you through the entirety of Quicken Loans. Um, you see all the when you see the cafeteria, you go through the. It's funny. I was going through the. We're going through the floor, one of the floors, and uh, I don't know. They're having some kind of contest, and I was walking past people dressed up as astronauts. And then walking past and other people dressed up as like football players. And I was like, what the fuck is going on around here? And they're like, oh, well, this is like a competition between like who, who can do the best costume. And it was, it was like 
summer. It wasn't like Halloween or anything. But there's team building. I felt like exercise. I was in a movie when they I was totally. honestly walking through there. And they go downstairs and there's these old bank vaults underneath uh, the mm-hmm. Chase building that they've turned into. Like It could be like like the sweetest restaurant in the world, but it's like a conference room. <laughs> and Depop. It's, it, oh, it's, it's, it is amazing. So that's another thing that just shows you. He gave our entire team a tour mm-hmm. before the interview. So like so much like thought and he, like... He Dan? No, Taylor, no, sorry. Taylor, yeah, yeah. yeah. But... You know, and another thing he does, he brings journalists to Detroit. Mm -hmm. He doesn't do like phoners and he, if someone wants an interview, they have to come to and like see and feel the city. And I just, I thought that was really cool. And and Bruce was fun too. You know, Bruce, uh, you ever see any of the Quicken Loan documents? Bruce's uh, images, not like his, not like a picture, but it's it's almost like a caricature kind of thing or what a silhouette. Because he wears that hat. Yeah, it's it's on every document that Quicken has that puts out for the mortgages and stuff. It's like, so we go in there and there's these uh, not binders, but they're kind of like binders that uh, all the documents go in. And every one of them, he's like, he's like, look right over there. That's uh, I'm on everything that uh, that goes out. I mean, just a fun guy, really fun guy. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it was such a, such a great tour. Yeah, I need an official Bruce tour for sure. So uh, we talked. So I mentioned the, like wanting an interview to end. Are there interviews that you just want to just go on forever? Like, and what is like the longest? Is Dan Gilbert the longest one you've done, or is we've no back in the day we would ha- turn off the recorders and then have like more drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, I Richard Branson. Like I wish, like I kept chatting with him like that wasn't enough time i think that was about like 20 minutes where, where did you do that one at in chicago what? so isn't it interesting that he had such a so you did it in chicago obviously because virgin mm-hmm. and that he has such an uh, interesting take on detroit and like when he was here working with the he was with slow roll right and he's walking around with his uh uh what did he have did he have the detroit verse everyone or he had the mm-hmm. the other hustles or detroit hustles right? harder shirt i mean it's this kind of you know, mixing the two together. I mean, yeah, I know. I hope they ho- open up a hotel here. That would be that would be sweet. It's a bummer that Virgin Airlines is kind sold of sold off to Alaska oh, Airlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying, yeah. Because um, we used to get a couple flights, but they'd be like via Delta. Mm-hmm. So Delta's amazing. Okay. Richard was another Delta's <laughs> listening. I love you, and you can sponsor sponsor us anytime us. you want. Get you up to gold status. <laughs> Official airline. I'll be at silver status by the end of the month. I'm so excited for that. <laughs> Finally. Finally. Richard would look you Richard Branson would look you in the eye too. Mm-hmm. And like turn the interview around. Like he would start asking me questions and I'm like, I don't I should not be the one talking right now. Like I need to be asking you questions. Um and another just another guy who was super present, I'd say. So without naming names, have you had like just some real dogs that are just like, this guy's not here, he's not interested, or girl? Yeah, like we're not clicking. Yeah, um, yeah I've had – here's the thing. I expect I, – expect, I think I'm going to be friends with everyone. I think we're going to like hit it off and stay friends. But everyone has um, – some people are on a press day and they mm. have interview after interview. Yep. And I try to make our interviews different, but also we're – or still considered press. Um, and, you know, you can't, some people have a bad day and I just can't, I've learned that I can't take it personally. So I've had times where I think like we're going to hit it off and then it, like I just can't get it going with someone um, for sure. And I like, I like can't shake it. Like when the interview is over, like 
Like, oh man, I wish I could do that again. Was it me? And I just had to learn and you just can't like, yeah, you I, just have I, to let it. I can't imagine those junkets where you're ask, answering like the same question 50 times, going in front of, you know, talking to the reporter from, you know, some small town in Illinois or whatever. And it's like the same question that you just got from the major city, the same question that you got. But And it's this balance where I want to ask something like different, but also they're there to talk about the project right like at sundance so it circles back all the time so i try to think of like a creative way to like talk about their project instead of like you know how are you similar to your character or like just things that entertainment websites ask um but you still have to like pay respect to their project and what they want to promote um so i have to and i usually ask that at the top of the inner you know to let them know like okay you know we're going to talk about this um, and then I start to get personal. <laughs> so with the drinks, do you have any food to drink with? Just we have in the past, like a restaurant might bring out, but it's hard to like eat. It's easier to like drink and talk. It's hard to. And is it, uh, it's not all alcohol, right? I, I saw some pictures yeah, no. of coffee. Yeah, and stuff definitely like that. not. So that'd be me. Coffee and biscotti. New podcast. It always comes in phases. Like it'll be tons of alcohol. And then I'm like, oh my God, will someone. <laughs> order a tea or a juice and then it's too much tea i'm like oh my god i just want a cocktail so any any never... favorite cocktails that you have out there um i it's summer so i'm drinking rosé all day rosé sparkling rosé um shout out to Catherine cole rosé all day yes, yeah <laughs> james beard award winning oh Catherine cole episode um, you don't know. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> you can look it up. I follow. I'll f- I follow her own podcast. <laughs> Have you gone together and had the frozen, the frozen? Oh yeah, last night. Nice. <laughs> it was amazing. I loved it. It was the first time I was went, so I was fired up. Everyone's talking about gather. So I had the crunch, crunch salad, the grilled Caesar, and like the bread. Yeah, it's hard to keep up with all the things going on in the city these days. We've had a good lull, I feel like. But I feel like we're just about to get hit with a lot. <laughs> 16. <laughs> There's 16, 16 new restaurants coming? If Episode you guys 16. could each pick a favorite restaurant, what would it be? Ooh. Ooh. That's quite favorite. Downtown. Downtown. So downtown meaning midtown, meaning like... <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Detroit. <laughs> De- oh, Detroit. Like all of Detroit. Yeah. Or Metro Detroit? <laughs> no. Chucker Bar? I don't know. Like, <laughs> see, I'm a top five person. I don't think I can do a top. I mean, downtown. Wait, downtown Detroit. All right. You're really skirt. You're really dancing around this question. Well, there's so many. Like, you know, I get. We get asked this question all the time by people. Like, oh, I want to go down. It's our anniversary. It's blah blah blah. We never get out. Where should we go? So it's like, oh, first, what do you want to spend? What kind of food do you want? Like, if you want steaks. I'm probably going to say go to roast, right? If you want Italian food, I'm probably not going to say go to roast. I'm going to say go out to Southfield and go to Baco, right? If you want a nice, like, kind of shareable meal with some great cocktails, I'm going to say go to Wright Company, go to Southern Standard, go to Chartreuse, right? So it depends on what your, mm-hmm. what your category is. I actually gave somebody some bad information the other day. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> They're going to the Tiger game. They got there's like the parents and the kids, and they're like, "Oh, we're, you know, where are we going to go? We want to go somewhere. We want to make sure we get a reservation. We don't want to go anywhere really stupid." I'm like, "Oh, we'll go to Wolfgang uh, Puck's uh, Pizza Place," not thinking that they can't get in the place because their kids aren't 21. Oh, 
So they book an open table and they get up to the door and they're like, you can't let your 12, you know, your 14 year old. And you know, they don't have like an outside a, entrance? No. Oh, shit. Right. So I didn't think about that. Because they have to have security then on the other side. Well, TAP has an outside entrance. TAP does? Yeah. Oh. I, I'm fairly certain that Tap has an outside. Tap's another MGM restaurant. I'm fairly certain that outside yeah. yeah, but but the answer to your question is it's based upon these. For me, yeah. it's based upon these categories and 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 um, you know I'll ask a few things to to whomever's asking me. Right, right. Like you know, like kind of where do you want to go and then and do it like that. Like, do you want to park and walk? Do you want to you know Uber around? Do you want to take the queue? Do you want to whatever? Right. And if you're you're staying in the Midtown, Corktown, mm-hmm. downtown area. Have you taken the queue? No. Nor have I. Neither have I. Nor have I. Day one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, favorite cocktail. I know there might be. I've. Oh, man. That's it's a probably great... hard to pick one place yeah. again. Oh, place but... or cocktail? Oh, play... oh, yeah. If you're asking me my favorite cocktail, but. I mean, my favorite place, place for cocktails yeah. is the Sugar House. <laughs> Always has my heart. Shocking. Yeah. No. My Nike Air Maxes say Sugar House on them. I always got to represent. Well, yeah. You, know. you got to represent all your spots. I was at uh, but, I mean, Honest John's the other day. Just, uh, I know. Because lo- lo- oh, I posted about yeah. it. Yeah. Love that breakfast. Banana burrito. daiquiris on the spinner tonight, though. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Boom. Mm. Yeah. We'll be there later. You guys are killing it at Peterborough it. with that uh, uh, outside little thing you had going on. That was Just getting there. Yeah. Oh was, yeah, your your bucket of fun. That was a lot. The of fun. The rum punch yeah. buckets are fun. That was a lot of fun. It was good. Kind of D- turning up on its head a little bit. Good DJ it was good. I mean, it's Detroit's good cocktail vibe. scene is like Killer. on fire. Yeah, yeah. we were it actually. Is. I mean, that's where yeah. I got started. And I mean, it's it's a really great to work in a scene with so many talented people who are just really motivated to you know put detroit on the map and it's yeah, working 100%. you know um, I, I mean currently the united states bartenders guild the national conference is happening right here currently yeah. right now yeah like as we speak um they they arrived uh showing us the Sunday. hair in their yep. arms. and who greeted them you and i nick <laughs> we did at, at the, the airport at the airport they, they saw our smiling faces as they that's actually a good story we're at the uh, what's it what i made a 12 foot banner Oh, yeah. That I actually drew out both of the logos for the, um, both the... Using print shop and a dot matrix printer. (laughs) Yep. Um, So I do, just using a marker. So I I put our logo, I put the national logo, and I wrote the names of all of the other guilds. And so I go into the airport, I bring two light stands, I start setting up the big poster, and the police officer walks over and goes, hey, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, you know, the Guild, it's a big national conference. They're in town. I'm super excited. They're like, yeah, what's up with the, the sign? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a big sign. I made it last night. It's really cool. And he's like, no, not going to happen. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, please. He's like, well, let me get my sergeant. So like six police officers come over. And I have to explain it to every single one. So finally, the guy's like, do you have a permit? And I'm like, a, a sign permit? And he's just like, do you have a permit? I'm like, no, I don't have a permit. He's like, well, it's Sunday. You're not going to get anything. But let me call. So he like, calls like 17 people. And finally, like, sorry, you can't do it. I'm like, no, nah, it's all cool. It's fine. I'll put it in my car. Yeah, when I texted you, how's it going? The first thing he says, not good. The cops are involved. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> the cops are involved. Like, what did you do? I was like, oh, my sign. Got, we're, 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 you know, he saw, he saw his friend not, Jack. Not legal. And, he saw his friend Jack at the airport. He's like, hi, Jack. <laughs> hi, Jack. <laughs> it's an airplane joke. No, am I, good. Am I dating myself it's here? Good. No, it's good. Uh, what about so you? Your cocktail spot is in Detroit. My cocktail, sure. spot, my cocktail spot. Um, 
I'm spending a lot of time. I am spending a lot of time at Wright and Co. Um, and Apparatus Room. Mm-hmm. I'm a creature of habit. Like yeah. I find one thing I like and I just like go back there like over and over again. <laughs> well, especially from like a beauty standpoint, you look at those two bars specifically who just, they're just so visually stunning. Um, photographs always turn out great at both those locations. Yeah. So I've now I'll be going back to gather for sure. But again, I like I'm exploring the city all over again. So I like mm-hmm. have like my master list and I need to like, I have so many places I still yeah. need to try. Well, that's, what's great is that all these places are serving different needs to Vato's points. Like, I love going to standby sometimes, but sometimes you can't deal with like, yeah. it's a little bit more intense there. And like, I know I'm going to get a really great cocktail, but you know, I'm going to be getting jostled and like trying to sit in, fit in there. And like, you know, fortunately I can, you know, visit people I know and that's great. Or sometimes, you know, the sugar house, totally different vibe. Or like, you want to go see Will at Grey Ghost and like sit at the bar and like, try to find parking. And I'm not yeah. just saying this, but sugar house too. I hate that. Like a delicious, like they're delicious cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> Craft cocktails made well. Hopefully. Yes, yes. It, it, they it's, are. It's hard don't, don't doubt. Because like, like five years ago, you would have asked that question and I would have had an answer right on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, there's so many now. But now it's like really tough. And there are, yeah, there's so many different varieties of like, mm-hmm. what do you want to do? What do you want to go after? Uh, it's a fun time to be in yeah, the depend, drink. It depends mm-hmm. on what you want. It's yeah. amazing. If you want Mediterranean, you're not going to, you know. Who does Mediterranean cocktails? That one six eight does right. The, That's wait, food place. One six eight's an Asian market. You're talking about forty two. One of the numbers. Forty nine. Street food. Yeah. <laughs> 20, whatever. They have good food. Yeah, they have cocktails now. I don't know. I haven't had their cocktails. All right. So, in terms of planning, how far out are you planned in terms of like interviews right now? You would think that I would have this like editorial calendar and it's like it's all planned out. Um, but really, interviews pop up and then we kind of roll with it so i um we have a handful um like the flint eastway like hap- that's one where i happen to know in advance um otherwise um luke bryan in chicago um it's kind of there's no consistency <laughs> i'm always keeping track of who's in now i'm keeping track of who's in detroit who's in chicago um we're doing some pop-up interviews with um are you guys familiar with maven it's a car sharing app mm. um it's a startup within gm um, mm. um i hate to like compare them to something else but it's like a sexy cooler zip car um where you can rent a, a car on your phone and so there are sponsors for this um series where we're popping up in la new york san francisco and having conversations with disruptors um so that's is amazing because i love to travel that's so be able to idea. take this yeah. like on the road and it's a live audience and we invite people and they drink with us um, so when we get to work with a brand that like a cool brand like that, that's when like the stars like align. And, um, so to collaborate on content, um, that's been super fun. So it's not consistent. We, sometimes I do four interviews in a week and then I'll go a month without any. <laughs> Plus maybe that's your in with Mary Barrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Boom. Boom. So, so as we, uh, as we wind down here, uh, it's a question you ask at the end of your, uh, show. Oh because- shit. I know it's coming. Who would you have? A, who do you want to have a drink with? If I could have a drink with anyone, it's so funny because I ask everyone this and I expect them to like answer right away. And then you're like, "Oh my god!" What? And then what's your when, favorite color? And then when someone asks it to me, I'm like, "I don't." You know, I'm like, "Oh, that's a good question." Um, Is this alive or dead? Yeah, just alive. Anyone? Okay, uh, right? You say it's alive. Uh, or yeah, dead. yeah. Yep. So I would like to have. I have a handful. Obviously, Oprah, um, Barack Obama. Um, and then Princess Diana, 
Um, I've been watching a lot of Princess Diana documentaries lately. I just did the other night, as a matter of fact. Which on one Netflix. did you watch? It was late. It the was Netflix, just, um, the one of the seven days after her death. Yes, the yes. seven days, and sort of like the how the what family to- was staying out of Balmoral and yes, like that oh. house society. Yeah, it was really interesting. I what? watched the the last two nights. It's so funny. Listeners at home did not. You missed the eye contact that just happened between the two of you right now. Like you spun your chair, <laughs> stared at Jason, and we're just like, which one did you watch? <laughs> No, I. That would have been fascinating. So maybe like Prince William and Kate, they're still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, if it happens in ten years, like I believe it will happen. And if it happens in ten years, pa- um, I'll be patient. Predicted here. <laughs> yes. On if episode. it was fictional, you, a lot of people you have we, to say John there's, Snow. <laughs> there's a handful who I've asked that to, and then I've seen them like years later, and they're like, "Guess what? I had a drink. With the person I want to have a drink with." Nice. And so there's something about like putting it out there. Yeah. So anytime, you know, I believe it can happen if you at least put it out there. You never know. Well, Brock listens to our show, <laughs> President. <laughs> you heard it. You heard it first here. <laughs> All right. So where can people find you? Um, yes. Yeah, so a drink with dot com. Um, and then our Instagram is at a drink with Twitter at a drink with on Facebook. Um, and yeah, a drink with dot com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with thank us. Thank you. For, yeah. Thank you so much for having me, 